It's undeniable. There are just certain college programs that are better brands than others. Regardless of how many times you try and reinvent the wheel or change your uniform, brands are self-made and they're earned the old-fashioned way. Brands are earned by scheduling and by playing the best competition. USC checks off that box. You know you have a top brand when the fight song you hear is immediately recognizable. USC checks off that box. When you see certain colors, you immediately, you think of one team. Again, check for USC. Whether it's the 11 national championship pedigree or the seven Heisman winners. Uh, To go along with their second most NFL draft picks among the known NFL football factories. USC's brand is one of the top, if not the top brand in college football. Let's talk about it on this episode of Locked On USC. Hello again, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Culkin, and thanks for listening to Locked On USC, and thanks for making Locked On your first listen every day. Locked On USC is growing, and we want you to come along for the ride. Thanks so much for listening. We're free, and you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. All right. On our previous episode, uh, no, we, we looked at USC's two-year farewell tour that's going to kick off this season against Rice. And we did it by kind of having a, a fun look at what the 20, 2022 uh, conference road schedule uh, would feel like. Um, and we also kind of talked about uh, the different stages of grief that the uh, Trojans Pac-12 brethren would be going through uh, when, when USC arrives. So uh, on Friday, we'll, we'll take a peek at the 2024 road schedule. But on this episode, uh, I thought I'd take a look at, at how tough USC's future schedules will look uh, based on how strongly they schedule their out-of-conference uh, schedule every year. Um, as you know, starting in 2024, USC will be a member of the Big Ten, or we'll just call it the Big Conference. So. Um, we're going to take a peek at, you know, how how tough is USC's future schedules? Are they going to be? We know how strong USC schedules out of conference every year with Notre Dame. And we're also going to uh, take a peek at, we talked about at the top, you know, which conference has the better brands, the big, the big or the SEC. And at the end of the show, we're also going to touch a little bit on uh, what it's going to take for USC's recruiting strategy to change in light of NIL and uh, the Trojans continuously missing out on some top offensive line prospects. However, let's get started with uh, the the topic of tough out of conference scheduling, and uh, I I actually see USC as having in the foreseeable future the toughest out of out of top out of conference and the toughest strength of schedule um, going forward once they join the big. And I'm, I'm going to do that based on this. Uh, every year, USC plays Notre Dame out of conference. So right away, they've got a Power 5 program locked in every single year. Well, in 2024, USC opens their season against LSU in Las Vegas. Um, so I'm going to actually predict in 2024, USC is going to also play Ohio State. Um, you know, the Trojans, they're scheduled to play LSU and Notre Dame. Uh, so scheduling, you know, their third out of conference game that year is San Jose State. 
that game, the, the game against San Jose State will be scheduled between the opener against LSU in Las Vegas. And I'm going to go ahead and just pick a leap here and say the Big Ten is going to want to get a big return on their investment. And they're going to open up USC hosting Ohio State. How's that? So um, I, I think regardless of, of who USC plays out of conference, um, their, their schedule is going to be set up every year to be extremely difficult. Um, and their future schedules aren't going to be any softer. Um, if you're the type of person who likes to look, look ahead, uh, in 2025, USC will be playing Ole Miss and Notre Dame. Now, they do have an open slot, so it'll be interesting to see who they slide in there for that third out-of-conference game. Uh, however, one year later, in 2026, USC will head to Oxford, Mississippi. Uh, they'll also host Fresno State as well as Notre Dame. So you can already see in 2026, Ole Miss, Notre Dame, Fresno State, which is no slouch, as well as the big conference schedule. 2024, you've got LSU, Notre Dame, San Jose State, not quite the level as Fresno, but you know, a good mid-tier program that, that you can slide in between LSU and Notre Dame, and you don't have to explain you're out of conference to anybody. Um, as well as, you know, the regular big conference schedule in 24. So, again, I don't see anybody, including the SEC teams, having a tougher schedule than USC year in and year out. And I say that because we know how the SEC likes to schedule. Uh, if you're Alabama, before your rivalry game, you're playing somebody named Nobody University. It's usually like a Louisiana Monroe. It's got a directional school a directional in the name. And sometimes they might even be playing a school called the Citadel. The Citadel puts out some incredible, amazing people that are going to serve our country and be future leaders, but they are not a football program. Let's, let's be honest there. Um, as I mentioned, I think USC and Ohio state are going to play the, the first year USC joins the, the big conference. Uh, the fans are going to demand it, and again, the TV networks are going to be more than willing uh, to sell advertisement time. Uh, so I think at some point, if not the first game, you will see Ohio State and USC play during the regular season. Um, so, and, and again, even when the Trojans and Buckeyes aren't scheduled, which they will not be playing every year, um, the country can, you know, they're going to be able to look forward to USC playing the Spartans from Michigan state or the Wolverines from Michigan. And, you know, if they're not doing the, uh, the Michigan, Michigan state uh, thing, like PAC, PAC 12 fans are familiar with uh, their teams rotating the, the against Cal and Stanford, uh, Oregon, Oregon state, Washington, Washington state. They have that type of rotation. So um It'll be interesting to see if that kind of philosophy follows along in the big with USC and UCLA. In other words, will USC play Michigan and Michigan State in the same season? Um, okay, 
If they don't, you know that they're going to be playing Penn State. You know they're going to play in Wisconsin. You know that they're going to be playing Nebraska. In other words, future scheduling possibilities. I can't see a week where it's not must-see TV with USC. Uh, In fact, it would kind of be an anomaly to me if, uh, again, if USC doesn't have the toughest strength of schedule going forward every year, it would be it would be odd. Um, so, you know, but who knows? By 2024, Notre Dame might even be a member of the big conference. So, uh, you know, it might be wise for USC to keep their former Pac-12 brothers on speed dial just in case. Because, uh, you know, they're going to have to find someone to fill in an out-of-conference game uh, when things when their schedules are too tough. So they can always drop in. And you can always find parts at low price at Rock Auto. Uh, this, that, this segment was, was brought to you by Rock Auto. So, you know, USC is going to have to save some time and money. Um, and that's what Rock Auto does as well. So why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for those same parts from a chain store or from a car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business, much like the Trojan family, and they've been doing servant. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over twenty years. Rock Auto uh, prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need: brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. <clears throat> so um, go over, go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution for your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will need. All right. So in this next uh, little segment here, um, we're going we're gonna to start talking about the brand and which brand. Which conference has a better brand once USC and UCLA jump to the big? And Texas and Oklahoma will be jumping into the SEC the same year, 2024. Um, In my opinion, the moment USC and UCLA jumped into the big, uh, and I I actually wrote about this in my Sunday takeaway over on WeRSC.com. Make sure you... uh, when you're not listening here to Locked on USC, always head on over to WeRSC.com for all of your Trojan content that uh, I can't cover in 30 minutes or less. Um, but when they uh, when they jumped to the big, I went on record as saying that the big became a better conference than the SEC. However, if we're judging it solely on the national championship count in football, uh, the SEC right now is the premier football conference in America. I'm not going to debate that. Again, if we're using national championships as the perception meter, you got to give it to the SEC. So, you know, it, um, you know, you, you look at the teams like Alabama and Georgia and LSU, Florida, Tennessee, uh, each of those programs, those are top brands. You recognize them. Texan, you know, I mentioned Texas and Oklahoma, they arrive in 2024. Those are two top tier brands. The big, you know, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, Nebraska, 
Iowa, Wisconsin, those are equally recognizable brands. Uh, although, you know, it, it has been a while since the championship trophy has been branded with the big logo. Um, USC and UCLA arrive in 2024. So uh, they will be bringing their brand names to uh, to the big, just like Texas and Oklahoma will be bringing their brand to the SEC. So, um, you know, it's going to be debatable. Who would this? And we're having fun here. This is all subjective. There's no objective means to say, yes, one is better than the other. Um, and we can kind of debate when, once you get past those top brands, you know, that I just listed. Um, I, I think the teams from the, the conference, the, the next tier down, um, that debate can go on who has that that gives the conference the better brand. You know, for instance, like Michigan State, um, they've got Sparty. Ole Miss, they've got Lane Kiffin. So while that's a tough choice, because Lane Kiffin is a brand among himself, in himself, um, you know, Sparty's going to be in, in East Lansing forever. How long is Lane Kiffin, you know, is he going to hang out at the Grove? Um, War Eagle, Auburn, really cool. You know what else is cool? 60,000 plus fans waving to kids um, at the hospital that's right next door to Kinnick Stadium, to Iowa's Kinnick Stadium. Um, again, both are really cool things for different reasons, but that's become, that's part of those programs brand and it draws eyeballs. So, let me kind of give you an idea of the power of USC's brand and how it affects college football. <sighs> this is going to be painful for USC fans. And it probably kept them from going after another national championship. But I want you to think back to 2007 when Stanford upset USC at the Coliseum. I think the score was 24 to 23. <clears throat> when that score became final, it was announced at the LSU game in Death Valley, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Red Stick. <clears throat> I have never seen a USC football game come to a standstill. Literally stop because the stadium was cheering so loudly and the team's on the field were jumping up and down in reaction to the score announcement that USC had just lost to Stanford. Yes. An SEC football game came to a stop because USC lost a football game. That kind of puts the context into how powerful USC's brand is. I, again, I can't think of another program that affects college football the way USC does. Maybe Notre Dame. It just so happens USC and Notre Dame are, are, are inter, you know, they, they are tied together at the hip. Um, hey, you know what? Let's have a battle of the brand. You know, the big conference in the SEC, they already do it in basketball. Let's start doing that in football starting in 2024. Because uh, that'll be a nice way for, for both conferences to flex. Um, and 
I don't know if you knew this, but which NFL stars are uh, moving the betting line the most? They kind of flex a little bit. Yeah, NFL stars. Uh, starting July 18th, Locked On is going to give you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. So again, available on July 18th, Locked On NFL, where, wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, uh, those guys are going to be talking about um, betting. And you can head on over to Bet Online to uh, to check it out. Um, now, the last thing I think I want to talk about here, um, actually, before we get started on this last on, on this last segment, um, we're going to be talking about recruiting and how USC can build it up better. I also want to talk to you about the uh, built bar. From the people who invented the healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk built bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given the brownie, the coconut brownie chunk, the puff treatment. That's right. The coconut brownie chunk built bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. Mm -hmm. So stop drooling and listen. They are good for you too. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and all delicious. Coconut brownie chunk puffs are only here for a limited time. Go to built.com to make sure you don't miss out. They're going fast because they taste amazing. All built bars are made with collagen protein which your body tends to absorb more efficiently and provides a ton of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. The best part about Built Puffs is, of course, they taste amazing, but you can enjoy them guilt-free because they are actually good for you. They are the perfect treat, perfect when you've got a craving, especially when you know you need to satisfy that sweet tooth or you need a quick, healthy snack. They are an excellent source of protein. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo LOCK15. All right, before we get out of here for this episode, um, the last thing we want to talk about is, um, it's, I think it's going to take a little bit more time before USC's recruiting changes. And and when I say improves and gets better, it's it's not in the overall sense it's more again with the offensive line um look usc won't be a member of the big conference until 2024 so right now they're recruiting their class of 2023 and those recruits are going to have to decide uh whether you know if they're going to want to take multiple long long airplane rides you know, across the country and so are their families so that's just another variable that is actually going into recruits' decision-making process. So while I doubt that the travel is going to be a huge deterrent um, with future USC recruits, um, I do think that unless a few things start to change, uh, Lincoln Riley and USC is going to have to uh, use the transfer portal as their best resource for recruiting. At least um, until USC starts to change as quickly 
as they did with jumping to the big. You know, they took probably a little bit longer than they should have to change head coaches, but they did, and they brought in Lincoln Riley. And he's been a huge boost for recruiting. Um, and, you know, I can point at the warts and the zits on the beauty queen, but, you know, that's what makeup is for. Um, he's been a really big boost to U.S. recruiting. Um, however, um, Riley's salesmanship and even the upward trend that has been USC football right now, the fans and, you know, apparently the recruits are still suffering some PTSD. The fans are real vocal about their trauma. Um, the recruits, though, they're, they're dealing with it silently and they're doing it by going elsewhere. And again, I'm talking about the offensive linemen. USC is up for a couple of defensive guys. Uh, maybe we'll uh, we'll get some better news with Braylon Shelby, who is expected. To, uh, he's put USC into his final two. And if you want to get all the recruiting information, head on over to WeRSC.com. Scott Schrader, Eric McKinney are covering it like a boss for you guys. Head on over. And also, you can check out uh, our latest episode of Inside the Trojan Huddle with myself, <clears throat> excuse me, the host, Greg Katz, the effervescent Chris Arledge, and Eric McKinney. Um, so as I mentioned, the, the fans are really vocal uh, about what's going on with recruiting. The recruits are they're doing what they're doing. Um, since USC is joining the big, you know, Ohio State's head coach, Ryan Day, has has said it's going to take, you know, double digit millions, 13 million to keep his Buckeye roster at a championship level. Well, guess what? You can't unring that bell. Recruits heard that. Um, and <laughs> so did some football, pro- some certain college football programs. Um, here's the thing though. The Buckeyes have the gravitas and they have a consistent winning culture that draws recruits to Columbus. Uh, Miami and Texas A&M are a couple of those other programs that have found other ways to induce recruits. And they're doing really well. So is Texas, by the way. Um, These programs are being really successful uh, recruiting using NIL probably the way it wasn't intended, but recruits are finding out how Miami is using it and they're taking advantage of it. Um, USC would prefer to induce their recruits by winning consistently and then allow the NIL to be used the way it was intended. Um, And they're going, but here's the thing, you know, the the U.S. Supreme Court said that no one can be restricted from earning money. And that includes the high schools, you know, the high school age student athletes. So, um, look, it took USC a long time to make a major change. And that major change was getting rid of Clay Helton and hiring Lincoln Riley. That was a big move because they went after one of the top name brands as a head coach in college football. And then once they did that, it took USC even less time to make an even bigger change. And I'm talking about that move to the big conference. So hopefully, 
it doesn't take USC too much longer uh, to change and adapt to the new recruiting landscape. Uh, because if they don't, you know, as I mentioned, I think Lincoln Riley and USC are going to use the transfer portal as their resource. It's going to be their best resource. Um, let the other programs pay up front. And, you know, if those players find that their money doesn't make happiness, doesn't earn happiness, USC could be a place to further your development. So until our next episode on Locked On USC, uh, thanks for listening. And you can always find all of your content at wersc.com when you're not listening to Locked On USC with your first listen every day. Thanks again and fight on.